Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. I am your co-host, direct response marketing expert, Seth Green, joined as always by the inventor of the infomercial and the original shark on the hit TV show, Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. Seth, great to be here. Well, we got a really special guest today. I'm excited and looking forward to today's segment. We do. We are interviewing Judy Robinette. Judy has a business thought leader who's been profiled in Fast Company, Forbes, VentureBeat, Huffington Post, Bloomberg, Business Week, and a whole lot more. For the last more than 30 years, she's helped entrepreneurs find the needed capital by connecting them with venture capitalists, angel investors, and other sources of funding. She's got a new book out, Crack the Funding Code, How Investors Think and What They Need to Hear to Fund Your Startup. Judy, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Delighted to be here. So, Judy, how did you get started in the helping entrepreneurs find funding business? So, I was CEO of a public company that was about to go under. They were uh, delisted in litigation and out of money. And uh, I figured out how to raise $5 million in a really harsh situation. And then other people, I decided I would teach other people. And the first couple of people I worked with um, also had very difficult time getting funded, and they were really in the wrong room. And so... Um, I decided after 25 years, I was going to teach people what I'd learned to kind of demystify the funding process. And Judy, we know each other. I'm actually uh, wrote the forward for your book, and I'm excited to see the book launch now. And so congratulations on the book coming out. Um, One of the other powerful things as as we've gotten to know each other over the years is – that I've seen with your, your strengths is beyond just the funding side. Um, part of that involves getting the right kind of team in place, right? So yeah. if you're going to raise money, you got to have a good team. And so you've actually been very instrumental in helping people not only <clears throat> get that money, but also, you know, connect with some of the right uh, folks to, to, to join the, the dream team, as I call it. Yeah, and and so a good example, you know, on my book on Chapter 8, I talk about how important mitigating risk is viewed by the investor. So many startups, you know, maybe they don't have a rock star guy who's ran uh, successful startups before, and that can raise concern by investors. Can Can this team really execute? And so one of the things I do is add credibility by building out the the advisory board, bringing on top service uh, providers so they will add 
uh, certainly, you know, when they first meet with angel groups, they talk first with the, the uh, founder. And it is important to have a, a solid team. And often that team, as you know, Kevin, changes. You know, the group that usually starts it at some point is not the team that's going to grow it to a great level. But right. you, can, you can bring so much credibility if, if you do a few of these things. It's like putting the bow on the package of the value proposition. And other people will look at it. You know, recently I helped get a director of Microsoft on a startup company. Well, people are going to look at that and go, wow, somebody else did the due diligence. Somebody who really knows what they're doing. Excellent. So, um, Judy, when, when you provide these advisory services to companies, um, um, what, how do you structure in, in your own situation I mean, you you have you, you advise, so you you're a consultant. Obviously, there's consulting fees. You you look for equity stakes sometimes. I mean, you have different ways that you monetize your services. Obviously, what how would you say for somebody out there that might be be a connector kind of person? How do you make sure that you when you're doing the connecting that you don't do all of that without getting compensated? <laughs> Okay. So, so I, I did that for years. You know, every, everybody wanted my connections and uh, I sit on VC boards and hedge funds and, and I did that. And, you know, it was almost like a fairy tale. I thought if people helped me, they would be kind and, and be fair on the equity and the comp- and compensation. But often they weren't. Um, and so I will usually help people initially if it's something that I think is really a high potential company that I can move rapidly Uh, And I will have a conversation with them about how can I be compensated if if they're broke and they don't have money at the time. That's that's fine. If I jump on board, uh, I'm on board. Right. And fantastic. So is there a um, like a sweet spot for for the size of the company, the size of the investment? Because you deal with high level. You mentioned Microsoft, um, you know, advisor kind of person. That's a very high level situation. Did, you know, but do you also at the same time help startups that, you know, kind of oh, just yes. the ball rolling? Yeah. Uh, and the majority of them are small startups, Kevin, because I like to get in early. You know, I always say I love chaos because with chaos, you can create anything you want. Um, and so if it's a, somebody that reaches out to me and I think they've got really strong potential, um, I, I will work uh, with them usually for no compensation for a while. Um, if, if it's one that is, uh, as you know, we've worked on one together coming to the United States that already is uh, well-funded, uh, then, then I will ask to be compensated. But I love the early stage ones, and, and I don't charge everybody. I mean, people will contact me and, and say, I just had a lady, a retired anesthesiologist from the University of Utah who has invented a device so they can tell blood loss because most of the blood gets dumped. Um, and, and I was fascinated. And, you know, she's a, an early startup. When I first started talking to her, she didn't have money. I just gave her some tips, helped her with her board. She just landed her first half million. Nice. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see entrepreneurs making when it comes to looking for funding? Yeah, so many of them are in the wrong room. You know, I, and this is why I wrote the book, Seth. Honestly, um, I was disheartened how many people I meet around the the world who have tried frantically to find funding unsuccessfully. And a small percentage have met with what I call bad actors, the dark triad, narcissistic, Machiavellian sociopaths. 
uh, but many of them just don't understand how that entire funding ecosystem works. And so, you know, probably the number one thing is getting yourself educated on, are you appropriate for friends and family? Are you appropriate for angels? Family offices now, 75% of them are funding early stage companies. And most people don't know corporate VCs are a bigger group than regular VCs. And so I'll, I'll meet people that they're just kind of in the wrong room and they haven't done their homework. So I will typically have people go meet with a successful entrepreneur who is funded or go to an incubator, you know, practice the pitch, make sure that they understand what other people see. Because, you know, there's two reasons a, a startup falls and the fails, and this is from Paul Graham at Y Combinator. Number one is lack of a customer. Number two is, is lack of, of funding. And so it's important if you're going to position yourself as a high potential startup, two things. You have to be very clear on your exit. And of course, 95% of those are strategic sales. And then the second thing is mitigate risk as viewed by the investor. So I'll, I'll meet people all the time and they'll say, you know, let me just talk to you for 15 minutes. Let me tell you about this mechanism of action for a cancer drug or whatever. And they're so enthused with their Kool-Aid. They haven't thought about me and, the, and I want my money back. And, and I want to be clear that this is a business that you're going to be able to execute, what your go-to-market strategy is, who your competition is. But more importantly, I'm looking for three key factors. The first one is, are you coachable? And that's the number one thing that angels will send you out the door. If you come in as arrogant and a know-it-all, they're not interested. Uh, number two, do you have a level of confidence and you need that to find customers? And uh, number three is your character. And, and that one is a really critical one. Howard Stevenson at, from the Harvard Business School of Entrepreneurism said the first time he sniffs a lie, a distruth, he walks. Yeah. Hey, you know, I love the name of the book, Cracking the Code, the Funding Code, right? So you've, you've been kind of given some tips here about, you know, it, the, the code, I guess. Is, is, is there a step-by-step -step process here? Um, is, yes. For those that haven't read the book, you know, let's maybe give the, 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 a little overview of the code. Yeah. So, you know, the thing that um, I decided it was I would have very practical, very detailed information. In the appendix, there's due diligence sheets. There's all kinds of templates. And it talks about the formula that I have found that has been very, very successful, Kevin, of, uh, you know, getting that pitch deck right. And, and it's not just the pitch deck, but the story that goes behind it. And then the pro formas, uh, getting that story right and then getting in, in the right room. But I have a, a, a process of, of doing that. And my, my book goes all the way through negotiating a term sheet. Mm. And there's a chapter on exits. And the kindest reviewers who've been reviewing my book have pointed out that a lot of people tell you they're going to be telling you how to do this all the way through the book. But mine really does tell you how to do it. And I've interviewed top VCs, Lylan Masterman from White Star Venture, uh, whose claim to fame is the Shave Club exit of a billion plus. So I've got family offices, angels, corporate VCs, people who have actually um, been in, in all areas of the ecosystem so you can get educated. Great. What do you like best about what you do? Um, making things happen. I mean, that's what gets me up in the morning. There is nothing, uh, you know, people tell me there's a hard problem to solve. It's like out of my way. I can figure out how to make it happen because I know 
your problem is somebody else's solution. You know, for the entrepreneur, they're walking into the room thinking, geez, I'm broke. Well, everybody knows you're broke. Their problem is finding a great deal. And so if you switch that mindset and realize every problem is somebody else's uh, uh, solution, and, and I have a very deep, robust network, and so, you know, often I can pick up the phone, much like Kevin can, and, and make things happen quickly. So, Judy, do you um, – where do you find, like, I'll call it deal flow or, or you know, the kind of the best kind of uh, opportunities in your world for – you know, for people that are looking for funding and then on the flip side, people that might be able to um, actually do the funding. So both sides. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when I started as an angel investor, I think I lost a hundred thousand before I realized I was falling in love with the founder and the (laughs) Kool-Aid. And I I joined an angel group, uh, uh, Golden Seeds as a managing director, one of the three biggest groups, 300 women, some men, mm-hmm. uh, offices in New York, Boston, uh, San Francisco. And I really learned how to do due diligence to really, uh, and research shows an investor who does less than five hours, their money's down the toilet. 70 hours of due diligence will usually result in a 10x win for you. Mm. Um, so, you know, it was Im- important for me to, to really learn the the best place now that I find good deals from people will contact me and I'll find good ones that way. Uh, But I look at the Walton foundation who sees Mm -hmm. 10,000 deals a a year from early stage to 23 million annually. Uh, I look at angel groups. I sit on the board of VCs. And so I look to people that are smarter than me Okay, uh, because you can't be an expert in everything. And it's good to find people that have a track record of success. And what was the second part you wanted? Well, there was deal flow, like people looking for money. And then on the flip side, you mentioned, you know, that uh, who, how do you find the people that do the funding also? I mean, I know you've built these relationships for many years, but are are there. Oh yeah. So there's some right now out there looking to raise money. Where would, you know, how do you tell them where to go to find people that are willing to write those checks? Yep. Well, the, the first secret I found from David Burkus, who's in my book, is super angel, kind of a guru in all things valuation. And when he sold his first company, he was in San Diego, and he wanted to invest in others, and he didn't know where to go. And finally, he went to the local best banker, best lawyer, and best accountant. And he had a one-pager saying, this is the kind of deal I'm, I'm looking for. So I often tell entrepreneurs, find your local banker, accountant, lawyer, that specifically works with startups. That's a great way. They all know investors, um, all of the angel groups. So you can get on and you can Google, you know, angels in Idaho where I live. And there's several angel groups. So there's 300 angel groups from north to south, west to east, equally dispersed. And the secret is 75% of angels invest locally. So you don't have to get on the plane and go to Silicon Valley and, and New York. And we have a thousand incubators. So investors hang out at pitch events, incubators where they're mentoring, looking for those good deals. Yeah, perfect. And and Seth and I are part of an angel group ourselves. And, and exactly what you just said, you know, we get, you know, 50, 60, 100 uh, angels that will come in looking for deals. And yep. they'll sit there for days, two, three yep. days, taking pitches. 
And they're, they're, I mean, some of these guys bring their checkbooks with them and they're ready to literally sign deals as they're taking a look. I mean, they obviously contingent on, on uh, due diligence uh, also, but you know, cause that's, that's an important step, but um yeah, and you're, you're right. I recently attended one of those events at the Yale Club in, in New York, and, and I think there was over a, a million dollars uh, that was checks written just on the spot. But the, the people had uh, mitigated risk for us investors by doing a little bit of due diligence, and, and they had really prepped the people for that. Another thing that's important to realize is there's $279 trillion of private global wealth, and, and that's the big basket of friends and family. So there's no lack of money. Uh, but, you know, this whole BC angel thing is kind of clandestine. Uh, and that's the one thing I wanted to do with the book is demystify it and make people aware there's no lack of resources. And, you know, this is the roadmap that, that you need to be successful. Yeah. Well, we greatly appreciate your time. We know how valuable it is. And this book will be worth million, tens of millions of dollars to the right entrepreneurs looking for capital. Um, what is the best place for us to send people to to get a copy of Crack the Funding Code? Uh, Amazon, or you can go to my website, Judy Robinette. All right. We will put that in the show notes. Judy, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Hey, Judy. Good luck. Thanks. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.